Objections Overruled 1 and 2 audiobooks are produced by Lutheran Public Radio and are made possible with support from listeners like you. You can contribute to the production of future audiobooks at issuesetc.org support. Look for Objections Overruled 3 in December of 2023. There is little archaeological evidence to support Scripture. Paul L. Meyer Biblical minimalists falsely assert that the Bible's historical record is not supported by archaeological discovery. Artifacts, including the Sennacherib Prism, Assyrian, the Siloam Tunnel Inscription, and the Cyrus Cylinder, Persian, corroborate Old Testament accounts of historical events. Artifacts, including the Pilot Stone and the Theater at Ephesus, corroborate New Testament accounts of historical events. Of all the attacks on Scripture, past and present, this is likely the most extreme example of a totally wrong-headed assumption. Studying the assertion that there is little archaeological evidence to support Scripture shows that quite the opposite is the case. Look in any dictionary of the Bible and you will find dozens of examples of archaeological discoveries which correlate exactly with the Old or New Testaments. These are usually accompanied by photographs of the evidence discovered. The range of such discoveries includes everything from the foundations of ancient structures in urban areas to specific artifacts, things demonstrating intelligent involvement, that is, something not put there by Mother Nature. Some of these artifacts are kitchen utensils, ceramic jars, cups, and the like, carpenter's tools, and most importantly, tablets and or scrolls with writing on them. Among these ancient documents are hieroglyphics of various styles and eras from digs in Egypt. There are also cuneiforms, wedge writing made with a stylus on soft clay tablets which were then baked for permanence and discovered in Asiatic lands. When first deciphered, many of these discoveries correlated handsomely with biblical evidence. Believers were happy to use this young science in defending their faith. Christians used to assume, quite confidently, that the spade was the Bible's best friend. The hard evidence unearthed by archaeologists digging in the Holy Land would, once the dust of controversy was cleaned off, unfailingly support the biblical record. Early excavations in the Near East were often funded by Christian organizations. The portrait of a faith-filled archaeologist marching off to his dig with Bible in one hand and a spade in the other was quite familiar. Archaeological greats like William Foxwell Albright virtually invented the discipline called biblical archaeology, so assured were they that the stones would indeed cry out the truth of Scripture. A series of stunning archaeological discoveries that directly corroborated places, personalities, and events in the Old and New Testaments only confirmed the general impression that biblical records were historically very reliable. Journals like Biblical Archaeology Review and Bible and Space implied as much in their very titles. Biblical Minimalists Despite the overpowering archaeological evidence favoring Scripture, however, over the last 20 years a fresh group of archaeologists caused something of a sensation. They found only minimal support to the Bible in archaeology. These biblical minimalists attacked the widespread appreciation of archaeology and tried to deny most claims that the Old Testament reflects any history whatever. There was no Abraham, no slavery in Egypt, no Moses, no Exodus, no Israelite conquest of the Holy Land. 
If there ever was a King David, he was a petty tribal leader with control only of a small territory around Jerusalem. Solomon and other kings of Judah and Israel suffered the same fate until King Hezekiah, so the biblical minimalists claim. Leaders of such nonsense are Lemke and Thompson of the University of Copenhagen. Israel Finkelstein, professor emeritus at Tel Aviv University, seems to enjoy sawing off the very limbs on which he, and even the state of Israel, rest their historical claims on the land. Among those who oppose biblical minimalism is veteran archaeologist William Deaver of the University of Arizona. Deaver was critical enough to attack the bias he claims to find in the term biblical archaeology, but also terms the minimalist approach as postmodernist malarkey. The evidence. Hundreds of pages could be devoted to most important correlations between the Bible and archaeology of the Holy Land, and many more to a full critique of the critics and their outrageous claims. Here, we will cite only some of the most important evidentiary claims in the positive correlations. Old Testament Examples The Sennacherib Prism After conquering the ten northern tribes of Israel, the Assyrians moved southward to do the same for Judah. 2 Kings chapters 18 to 19. The prophet Isaiah, however, told Hezekiah that God would protect Judah and Jerusalem against Sennacherib, 2 Chronicles chapter 32 and Isaiah chapters 36 to 37. Assyrian records virtually confirm this. The cuneiform on a hexagonal 15-inch baked clay prism found at the Assyrian capital of Nineveh describes Sennacherib's invasion of Judah in 701 B.C., It claims the Assyrian king shut Hezekiah inside Jerusalem like a caged bird. However, like the biblical record, it does not claim that Sennacherib conquered Jerusalem. The prism certainly would have done this had it been the case. In fact, the Assyrians bypassed Jerusalem on their way to Egypt. The city would not fall until the time of Nebuchadnezzar and the Neo-Babylonians. Sennacherib himself returned to Nineveh and was murdered by his own sons. Hezekiah's Siloam Tunnel Inscription King Hezekiah of Judah ruled from 721 to 686 B.C. Fearing a siege by Assyrian Sennacherib, he preserved Jerusalem's water supply by having a tunnel cut through 1,750 feet of solid rock from the Gihon Spring to the Pool of Siloam inside the city walls. 2 Kings chapter 20 and 2 Chronicles chapter 32 At the Siloam end of the tunnel, an inscription celebrates this remarkable accomplishment. The inscription is presently in the Archaeological Museum at Istanbul. The tunnel is probably the only biblical site that has not changed its appearance in 2,700 years. The Cylinder of Cyrus the Great 2 Chronicles 36, verse 23 and Ezra chapter 1 report that Cyrus the Great of Persia, after conquering Babylon, permitted Jews in the Babylonian captivity to return to their homeland. Isaiah had even prophesied precisely this, Isaiah chapter 44, verse 28. This tolerant policy of the founder of the Persian Empire is borne out by the discovery of a nine-inch clay cylinder found at Babylon from the time of Cyrus's conquest, 539 B.C. The cylinder reports Cyrus's conquest of Babylon and his subsequent policy of permitting Babylonian captives to return to their homes and even rebuild their temples. New Testament Examples The archaeological discoveries impinging on the New Testament are most impressive since they are younger and therefore better preserved. Again, the examples that follow are only a small fraction of what is available. 
the pilot stone. A two-by-three-foot stone discovered at Caesarea in 1961 was the first epigraphic evidence of Pontius Pilate ever found. The left-facing portion of the stone had been chipped away for reuse so that only T-I-V-S, P-I-L-A-T-V-S remains of Pilate's name in the middle line. The stone is now in the Israel Museum at Jerusalem. The Theater at Ephesus The excavated theater at ancient Ephesus, seating 24,000, was an important part of city life. The Arcadian Way stretched westward from the theater to the ancient harbor, since silted over. It was lined on either side with mosaics and shops. Acts chapter 19 records a two-hour riot occasioned by Paul's teaching that took place at the site. Conclusion The few examples in this article barely skim the surface of what is available, yet they more than demonstrate that the stones cry out even to the present day.